Hello and welcome to Mikey Pod Podcast, episode 349 for September 15th, 2022. Today's guest is composer, performer, Sugar Vendil. She'll be telling us all about High Perform Fest, a one day for now, eclectic, boundary free music gathering that's happening in New York City. We'll also listen to some of her music and we have a great chat about social media. I've been wanting to talk to Sugar on the podcast for a long time, and those of you who've been listening for a long time might recall that she was on one of the Mikey Pod Live episodes way back. I'll put a link to that one in the show notes. I am your host, Michael Heron. I'm a composer, pianist, electronic musician, storyteller based in New York City. On this podcast, I have conversations with fellow creators who use their creativity to change the world. I've been sending this podcast years for 17 years. If you like what you hear, subscribe using the colorful buttons in the sidebar and footer at MikeyPod.com, or you can just search MikeyPod in your favorite podcast directory. If you'd like to know more about me, stop by my website at MichaelHeron.com. Hit me up on social media everywhere as at MichaelHeron or email me MikeyPod at gmail.com. I'm trying so hard not to cough right now. Um, hello. Welcome to the show. Um, yeah, this is the check-in zone. This is where I talk about what's going on in my world. Y'all, it's been a week off of Facebook. I, uh, dis, uh, disabled isn't the word. I, uh, I put my account on hiatus and now today I'm going to do it with every other social media. Oh, I should change that in the intro where I say you can find me on social media everywhere. I'll turn it back on eventually, but just being off Facebook for a week, it felt like it was going to be a big deal and it wasn't. And I love it. So I've been doing a lot of other work. I've been working behind the scenes on a lot of stuff. There's been scraps on my uh, web server, a lot of work I need to do on my websites. I finally, finally connected all the old episodes of MikeyPod. During one of my updates, something screwed up and all of them became unattached. So I had to go back and manually attach each one, but it's finally done. And it was really cool. I went back through all of these 17 years of... Uh, entries, kind of remembering the guests. There was a period of time when I just did music. It was just a music podcast. There was a period of time when I first started when it was sort of half journal, half interviews when I still lived in Texas. There was a lot. So it was cool looking back there and also seeing some people that have been listening ever since then when people used to leave comments on actual blog posts. Um, those were the days. Does anyone remember it like I do? Uh, so anyway, I feel like I'm really kind of getting things in place for what feels like a kind of creative thing happening. I'm working on learning some new synthesis techniques. And uh, yeah, so it's kind of cool. I'm feeling really energized and like things are moving for a change. And I owe it all to turning off Facebook. I mean, not there's some other factors as well, but it's making a huge difference. So we should get into the interview. Um, I do want to first thank my subscribers on Patreon for powering this podcast. These are people who subscribe for $5 or more a month and get special perks like tons of free downloads of my music and zines, bonus podcasts. We're getting close to 80 podcasts that are just bonuses that are only available on Patreon. Um, and you'll have immediate access to all that stuff if you subscribe too, including this week's bonus episode, which is going to be something really cool I discovered while I was sorting through all this, these random files that were up on michaelherron.com and mikeypod.com. I found the old, back in 2005, I was asked by the National Coalition to Abolish the Death Penalty to podcast, start a podcast for them. And it didn't go anywhere. I can't remember what happened. Um, but I thought those podcasts were lost for good. But the first two episodes, and I think they were the only two episodes, um, were up there. I found them like as I was rooting around in all these folders that needed to come down. Um, 
So I'm going to release one of those as a bonus podcast this week. I'm really excited to share that. I wish I had some of the the, um, the graphics and whatnot that I did with that show. And honestly, I don't even remember if I had any graphics. There must have been like album art. But anyway, it's not there anymore. Or is it? Maybe I can find it. Well, for now, just know that that bonus, I'm going on about this too much. There will be a bonus podcast this week. That's the summary of that. Um, and so before we get into the interview with Sugar Vendil, I would like to play some music for Sugar Vendil. And this is like, this piece of music is like bonus enough. Like this is a really cool piece of music. It's entitled, um, May We Know Our Own Strength. And uh, this is Sugar Vendil. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
That was Sugar Vendil with May We Know Our Own Strength. And Sugar is here joining me now. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for having me. But I've been wanting to talk to you for a while, and I just never did it. I never reached out because so much of your social media take has been really inspiring me to think more deeply about things. But first, I want to talk about um, High Perform Fest. This is something new that you've started that uh, is really exciting. Actually, it's funny with social media, sort of. Like, I had tweeted, like, I'm back in, like, 2018. <laughs> I sort uh-huh. of, like, you know, I was really frustrated just with the gatekeepers, like, in my field in particular, and contemporary music, new music, just how, like, white it is, you know? Mm-hmm. And not, I mean, like, I know there's diversity in terms of the artists, but, like, in terms of who's making the decisions, not so much. So I had tweeted, them, like, I want to start something that's, by us and for us and of course like you know typical you get all the hearts or whatever and then that idea like sat for a while because I couldn't think of anything and I was busy and and then I don't know I just was like um you know I should get a group of people together to think about this not just um you know I want to be more collaborative so I got a group of composers together like on zoom because we couldn't meet up in person um and just like started brainstorming what we would dream of together, like what would we, what we'd want to see. So we start. We talked about so many things. Oh, and those artists are. Um, I'm gonna name them in an alphabetical order. We <laughs> see <laughs> Waller, who's spearheading this first uh, this first, I guess, um, event with me. Uh, Fong Tran, Aaron Sentian, and Helica Negron, Janelle Lawrence, and Walter Aparicio. And I hope I haven't left anyone out. I think that was everyone. Um, so we just dreamed dreamed things up and we talked about genre and how like genre is such a, um, you know, it's just a way to like silo everyone. And it is, I don't want to just be like, and it's racist, <laughs> but how there are so many racial implications, you know, when you, when you separate genre. So we're trying to, you know, make it genreless and, um, and then, yeah, like it took, you know, a long time again for you, for this to even get off the ground, you know, so for this first one, uh, we have three really awesome artists, um, jazz drummer, Jerome Gillespie and his band, um, uh, someone from the electronic music world. Um, and she's also sound designer, Chloe Alexander Thompson and 
Jasmine Hearn, who's an amazing dancer and also makes really dope music. <laughs> so, so it's really like a unique mix of people. And it's on September 25th at St. Mark's. So much of that I love. Like I was reading the description. I love the way the idea is, what did I write about this? Is that, oh, it's your quote well, from the website that you're erase, erasing boundaries of genre and unify any sound-based art form. Um, shaped by a high level of craft, dedication, and virtuosity. But then it goes on to kind of describe the idea that those words themselves are fluid, right? Yeah. Like, So it, I, I love the way that it's preventing new boundaries from being put up from the description of what the thing is. Am I, <laughs> I feel yeah. like I said that in a weird way, but yeah. does it make sense what I'm getting at? Yeah, definitely. It's like, it's more... I guess it's about humility, ultimately, but for me, like, to acknowledge that that's just so subjective, and, I mean, like, we could have just written, like, hashtag stay humble, I guess, but, you know, <laughs> it's, it's really about that, like, and the idea is that we're not always the same people curating, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's another, like, that's another idea of pie in the sky thing is to decentralize that gatekeeper role, and by, to do that, you have to have other people making decisions you know and it's going to be such a i mean it's a really small thing because we don't have you know a ton of funding like for example we had to start off with one concert we, we don't have we can't plan an entire series yet but yeah you know, we're, we're just trying to like put these seeds out there you know so for the next one hopefully it's not us it's someone else bringing other people in into the fold it's really telling that it feels so unusual right <laughs> to, yeah. to start an organization that you're intending to not be completely in power of. Which is so weird because I was, it was a complete opposite before that. You know, with yeah. the, the ensemble I'm ending, it was a complete opposite. It was so different. I was like really doing everything to, I guess the trust is hard. I mean, I'm not going to get into it, but we are all basically projecting our traumas onto everything, <laughs> whether or not we're aware of it, you know, and so I think that was a huge factor. And so, over the years, I've just learned more and more about collaboration and what that means, you know, which I guess it means different things to different people, right? Um, um, so, yeah, it's it's a really interesting thing, you know, and the idea is to just also, for me, I think, is to remain vigilant of your own biases, you know? Mm-hmm. And again, I think that's what's going to make a difference, like, in terms of bringing other people in to make these choices of who's going to be part of this i mean open open like musical theater even like we had talked about this like you know are we gonna like be like no no we won't (laughs) yeah you know country no we won't say no like if it's something that like we'll listen with like it says open ears like really listen Mm -hmm. i mean i was listening to country like on accident last month as i googled a phrase and then there was a song like it was, I was like Googling slow burn because this is how I've always described like the way I, my career is. And then like, you know, is it Casey Musgraves? I don't even know. That heard, yeah. I think yeah. that's, <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, this isn't bad. <laughs> it's interesting that you're intentionally dropping the barriers in this performance space. And also just within yourself, it sounds like to like put down your own preconceived notions about discovering this country music yeah. and, um, and making a space for it. Yeah, I think it's also just a way to live. Like, music might be, like, a, you know, a little, like, microcosm of this idea, you know? But we do it all the time with 
even with people, like you see someone and you think, you know, and that's because this is how I've experienced my life. People look at me and like take, you know, they take one look and make all sorts of assumptions, you know, or they like in my case, like they've seen, they've like taken one interest of mine, which is fashion mm-hmm. and then like made all sorts of assumptions and imposed like whatever the health bullshit they want on me. They don't know anything about me. Like, yeah, like you wouldn't guess that like, like I get into street fights when people mess with me and I usually win them. Like not necessarily fist fights, but I like scare people, you know, like, like no one, like, I, I guess I just like, yeah, I just like, I just project my own shit on all my shit. <laughs> well, empathy. I want empathy. So how do I bring empathy into this space? You know, yeah. Openness. I want openness. How do I bring that here? I don't know. Yeah. I wonder like when you were talking about, um, Sometimes I ask these questions and I worry that it's getting that I'm getting too therapy-ish. So feel free. <laughs> it's, it's all the rage right now. Yeah. And yet, how? Yeah. We, why are we still here? Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm going off on another side thing, but you know, right now, especially in the world, like there are a lot of things that are terrible, right? Like a lot of things that are terrible. Um, and a lot of them have been terrible for a long time and some of us just haven't paid attention. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I think about the type of work that you're doing and, and uh, with Hyperform in particular, that you're, it, it feels like um, a workshop for like what the world could be. You know, like it, it makes me feel like, oh, yeah, like in the midst of this kind of shitstorm <laughs> of the world, there are people who are like, wait, what is it? How? what would it look like to do this differently? Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. And ideally, I mean, I, if I, if we could, like if we had funding, I would have wanted to make it completely free, you know, it's yeah. just, yeah, we couldn't, but um, yeah, exactly. I think that's such a, that's beautiful. Like that's, that makes so much sense to me. And it, it really is, I think what we're trying to do. But with that in mind and the idea of like, the way we bring our trauma, this is the therapy part. <laughs> we bring our, like, we all just have a tendency to bring our trauma and our, you know, our past and all of these things into our present and into our relationships and our working environments. Is there a way that you and the people that are you're working with here make a space for that as you're also trying to not include it? <laughs> Does yeah, that make sense? This has honestly been one of the best collaborations ever. Um, Alicia is just amazing. Um, and I think, I don't know, maybe I've become just a better collaborator after screwing up so many times. You know, I mean, I'm surprised some of these people are still friends with me. <laughs> like, oh. I mean, but I mean, I will say, like, um, I do think I'm a very self-aware person. And like, I'm also, I will admit when I'm wrong, mm-hmm. you know, at least there's that. I think that was my saving grace. But I think... Like, I think just being so transparent, you know, I, I told, I talked to Alicia about actually what my traumas were with working with people, mm-hmm. you know, and she just knowing that I think, you know, probably helped. Um, and she kept, you know, she said more than once, you know, I want you to know this isn't all on you. Like, you're not the only one who has to do everything. Mm-hmm. And that, that helped so much. So then I was able to also let go you know, of things like instead of being, Oh, don't worry about it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, because I had been so let down in the past too, like, like having to do most of the work, you know, and, and, you know, it's like, yeah, granted, like, um, there's not a lot of money. Sometimes you're, it's a passion project and 
like, you know, people, like they were pain in the ass admin things and none of us were getting like a salary or something. So that also made it hard, but like, um, but I think just being really transparent, like if I had, if I was worried about something, I'd sometimes say like, this has nothing to do with you. I just want you to, I'm like totally projecting all my shit. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think that really helps. And also like I, sometimes you just crash and burn like I did, like with all these other collaborations, right? Like, and then you learn from them. Hopefully if you're lucky, I think so many people don't really, I'm going to be completely frank. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a little arrogant, but for real, like, um, but you, you're like, okay, next time I got to do this, you know, or next time this needs to be different. Yeah. 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 I think like, I feel I'm on a different extreme of that where I just don't collaborate (laughs) cause I'm too like, I don't know how to do that, but I can see, um, you know, where it's what I'm missing out on something by avoiding those kind of creative relationships. Oh yeah. You think so? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, sometimes I really just want to be all alone. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's true, but I think there's also, you know, like places where, you know, when I have worked with other people, like with a director or something like that, when it's like, Oh, this is why it's good to have other people involved in your work to have a different perspective and, and different ideas and helping, you know, make connections that we don't notice on our own. Yeah. I guess it helps to be really clear about who's doing what, you know, Mm -hmm. and like, um, collaboration, honestly, it doesn't, people think it means zero hierarchy, like zero, zero. Um, I would say with me and Alicia, it's probably like that, but we're, I think it's cause we're both so like, I don't want to say type A, but like, cool, got it, get it done like that, that. But like, you know, sometimes let's say, you know, if you conceive a project, for example, mm-hmm. like it's okay to say like, yeah, I really am like, like leading this and it doesn't, and it means you're like, it means you're like leading this, you know, it doesn't mean you're, you're like going to be complete bulldozer. It just means you're steering, like, so you're just steering the thing, you know, it doesn't mean like you're stepping on people. Yeah. So that's another thing to get comfortable with, I think is, um, being okay with that. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So much learning in our worlds. <laughs> like it's learning and like, yeah. So, and so much nuance and it's, it's a lot like it, things. And I'm even encountering things I never thought I'd encounter, which I'm not going to get into detail about because it's so great, but tiny things. And you're just like, huh, interesting. I want to talk a little bit about social media because unbeknownst to you, you've really like, you made a post, it was months ago about yeah. stopping social media. Um, which has shifted for you, I noticed, I yeah. think just yesterday. Yeah, I was going to say, you're going to kill me, but I guess you already knew. <laughs> yeah, but I knew, but I think that's part of what is really interesting about the whole thing. Um, so in a nutshell, and of course you can describe this better than I can, um, you, you chose to step away from social media, which a lot of, especially for an artist, uh, independent artist, it's often like something we perceive as our lifeline to having an audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it may or may not be. And it, but it's definitely different from how we perceive it. <laughs> but um, it was, it was really interesting to me because uh, part of what's gone on with me with social media is that it's become my um, avoidance technique for being an artist, you know, instead of <laughs> it's either, you know, I spent a lot of time scrolling and having questionable conversations with people who really are just into it to argue, you know, like I really get into a lot of like nonsense 
that is energy that could be spent, you know, doing other things. Um, and also like the fear of, you know, like with the podcast as an example, so that I go in periods where I don't release the podcast as much. And part of it is because it doesn't feel like I'm just releasing a podcast. It's like releasing the podcast and, oh, I better put something like make me some, make some video that will promote it on my Instagram reel. I like it becomes this gigantic project that isn't even yeah. anymore about the thing. Um, you talked about a lot of that so much more eloquently than I just did, but where are you with all of that? Um, I think that the break was definitely good. Because mm-hmm. uh, for example, for example, um, with the, I did post yesterday and part of that is because it's, you know, you know, just full disclosure, like the, the series, the concert series is so new, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't have a mailing list yet, right? It has no followers basically because it's so new. So I'm like, well, I really need to help, you know, help with this. The thing is like, I was able to just do the thing post and not look, not check on how things were doing. And mm-hmm. before I would just keep refreshing you know, like the heart part, like to see how it got, how it did. And I'm not going to look until like next Wednesday because that's, that's my thing. It's like, I'm only going to go once a week hmm. and not even like, and once means once, like, it doesn't mean like you get to go, I get to go on for the whole day. It's like just once. And, but it doesn't feel bad and I'm not tempted because I took all this time off. Um, and honestly, like, I mean, I, I know I put it in a caption, but I'll say it here too. Like it really, I mean, it's, I'll say it sucks. Like it's, it's like linked, it is LinkedIn for artists. Mm -hmm. And I do think back to, and I'd written about it too, but there are times when like I got work that way and you know, it's like other artists aren't curating like the way I am with this series. And then, you know, you know, you just, it's basically like casting like wishes into wishing. Well, I really see it that way. (laughs) Um, but also, it's it's a place. I, I was also thinking, you know, I did say I'd keep up my blog, but I don't have time for that shit. <laughs> like, I don't have time um, to like make a post on my blog and like little snippets um, of video. It's like, where do you put that? You know, I'm like, there's some cool stuff I've done that isn't like fully produced. Um, you know, like archival footage. I'm like, where do I put that? It's there. Right. It gives people an idea. You know. So it's like, it's really, it really is a work thing, but um, I think I've been able to separate it from like the validation thing. And the other thing is I did notice that, you know, sometimes some friends wouldn't text me as often as they used to. While you were on your yeah, social I mean, media I, like, Some of break? my closest friends. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm just like, <laughs> this is how people stay in touch, isn't it? And I don't have to constantly be posting, but it's like. Yeah, as soon as I posted, three people texted me. When they saw that your post? Yeah, yeah it's just funny. It's like people are, I'm like, yep, I, I called it, you know. And, and there's something easy about it, I guess. People are too shy to email if they're interested in reaching out. Like, they're more comfortable here. Yeah. For better or for worse. I mean, it's not really that good of a thing. I don't think it's not a terrible thing, but it's it's somewhere in the middle, I guess. So it does. it is an open line of communication for people. Like, they, they're... People are are so shy. I think thinking about this stuff is just so. Like, I I have, am I an overthinker? Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, I do the same thing, but <laughs> you're like my my overthinking just feels more like foggy. When I'm talking to you, I'm like, oh, okay, like I'm finding some direction for the things. You know, it, it's such a mixed blessing. It feels weird to say just the existence of social media and the way that it's made us so connected. And, you know, as artists, it's so much easier to like get our 
work in front of someone. Um, but there's such a interesting cost. And now we're in this place where it feels like we have to do it. I know. And it, it does feel like I have to do it. Cause it's like, I'm not gonna, you know, I'll be totally honest. It's like, yeah, I wrote that, you know, like, I don't think I had the privilege to leave, but it's like, what does privilege mean? Like fame? Sure. Yeah. Because it's not fame. I don't, it's not fame that I want. It's like, I want an, I want people, I want an audience, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, it's just the mailing list thing is very slow. It's a slow going thing. And, um, it's like, I mean, I guess social is just like a little reminder. And I know people will be like, yeah, duh. Like you have to have be visible in this, this, and this. It's like, yeah, no shit. Except that you're constantly looking at it. If you're constantly looking at it, like that's the trade off. So I've trained myself to not constantly look at it. That's a difference. You know, it's like, I feel like it's a, it's a, there is a potential there that like I have to tap into without, but I found a way to do it. So it's not taking over my entire life. Like it was. It's interesting to see your process with it because you have a process with it. And I've kind of like, I'm trying to figure out where my space is with all of these things too. Um, So uh, yeah, I don't know where that's going to wind up. You have some other performances coming up. What else can people go and see you doing? Well, I'm dancing um, in, someone else's piece um, for this amazing choreographer that I dance for named Emily Johnson. And the company is called uh, Emily Johnson Catalyst. And um, it's really awesome. And it's going to premiere at the Broad in LA, but it'll premiere in New York at Nyla in October. And what is Nyla? I don't think I know what that is. Oh, uh, New York Live Arts. It's in Chelsea. Oh, got it. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Like Bill T. Jones space. Um, uh-huh. So that's really amazing. It really, it's about, you know, breaking down structures and um, institutional structures. And uh, it's, yeah, and I sing in it too. <laughs> and I dance in it. Really great. I love it. Um, that, but it's not your music. It's a different composer? Yeah, it's Raven Chacon, actually. Okay. Uh, he composed the music. Um, he's amazing. He just won the Pulitzer and then also won a Grammy this year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. His music is so cool. <laughs> You're in the process of creating an album mm-hmm. that I know is in heavily in uh, a work in progress, right? Yeah. I've been trying to, I thought I was going to get it done in 2020. <laughs> and I'm like, ha ha ha. That's so funny. Oh um, yeah. It's for um, voice, piano, and electronics. And um, I think I'm going to call it Tunnel Vision. It was going to be called Late Bloomer at first, because that's me. Uh-huh. <laughs> but now it's called, I think it's called Tunnel Vision. And I'm hoping I'm hoping that'll get released in, like, March or April. Um, oh, yeah. cool. That's not too far off. I know. So I got to, like, get a move on it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's been really good to talk to you. Me too. Before we wrap it up, I want to make sure, like, what, where's like central, your website, Sugar oh, Vindel? Yeah. 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 And my newsletter. Um, I, um, yeah, I send one to two a month. I might send one also like the day before a concert, but I try not to do too much. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. I'll put, I'll at least, I'll put a, definitely a link to your website. And it's easy. It's right there on the front, isn't it? To sign up for the mm-hmm. newsletter. Yeah. 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 I should also redo my website, but that's a whole other thing. 
Uh, you know, I've been working on my website, and a lot of times I've looked at your website for how you have things organized. Oh, really? It's actually, you yeah, oh. yeah. It's, I think because we, uh, you you do a lot of different things, and I do too, and it often feels overwhelming to try to like figure out how to present that on one website. So it's been kind of cool to look at yours and see okay. what you've done. Yeah, when it's helpful. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Well, thanks so much for. Jo- oh, we're gonna listen to one more track. Oh, but we haven't chosen it yet. <laughs> oh, maybe let's do um, BPM. It's short. The other one is like seventeen minutes. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and it's BPM, beautiful piano music. <laughs> it was for my album, but it also ended up being for my friend's fashion film. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's just it's really like a, I guess it's like a love letter to the piano in a way, and oh, it's also a joke a little bit because it's like. Uh, I mean, to me, it's so personal. It's like, am I allowed to write music like this? Like, straight up wannabe Chopin music? As, <laughs> no. as opposed to something more, quote unquote, experimental or new music Yeah. Yeah, or out there. And also, beautiful piano music, I think, is one of the most searched things on Spotify. So oh. was, I thought that was funny. <laughs> I love it. Well, let's listen to BPM from Sugar Vendel. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me.
And so we come to the end of another episode of Mikey Pod. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for listening. Now that I'm off of social media, I might do a little extra bonus push for you to share this podcast with uh, your friends, people that you think might like the show. Maybe tell a person or two about this. Uh, thank you. Did I already say thank you to Sugar? Well, thank you again if I already did already. And I forgot to mention in the beginning of the show, I've opened up my uh, Discord server um, for everyone. It's like a public server now. So if you're listening to the podcast and you're a, a Discord person, just come and stop by it. There's really very little happening there. So it'd be nice for you to come in and talk. It just feels like a better community type thing to do. It's, that's the type of thing I'm sort of headed toward while I am on my little social media break, which I should probably stop talking about because is that becoming more of an uh, addiction than the addiction of social media? Talking about how I'm not addicted? That's really interesting. It really isn't. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.